So how is the orgy at Ubisoft? We will talk about that in a moment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turbo, a Sakura Rangers podcast, where we talk about PAX! Jesus Christ. PAX West! 2018! The PAX West 2018! PAX West 2K18. Labor Day weekend. Eighteen. Labor Day weekend. Challenge everything. There are some people that are drunk. There are some people that are not drunk. There are some people that are wasted off their ass, and those people aren't here. But you do have me, Robert the Red Ranger. I'm the in-between of not being wasted and being wasted. Tyler, the Black Ranger. don't call me out what who's calling you out i said those people weren't here that's right you're totally sober i hate you you so much don't judge me (laughs) don't judge me can we start over (laughs) is it like mario party where you get to try the mini game first and then you get to do the real one yeah sure we can go along with that <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. See, see, totally not inebriated at all. Because mm. everybody has come to believe that none of us are intoxicated during these podcasts ever. You never are, listeners, dear listeners. I offered to buy Rob's drinks every night, and he said no every night, except for the one night where he grabbed a coke instead of a beer. <laughs> Lame. No. Damn right I am. But anyway, PAX happened. It happened today. It happened a few hours ago. Yes. It happened yes, all we weekend. Got... All weekend long. All weekend long. Including Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And also most of Friday and Saturday and Monday as well. And though we didn't get to play everything, we would love to tell you what games there are to watch, what games you should try, uh, what games we were less impressed with than we thought we would be. And just kind of our take on the overall experience of PAX versus other years we've attended and, and just kind of our impressions. Yes. Except Tyler, we didn't go because he's in Canada. So yeah. it's just along for the ride like you, dear viewer. Yeah. Listener. So I, I have no idea. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what's, what's there. I don't know anything whatsoever. Tyler was just playing Pong on his Atari all weekend. I wish I had an Atari. Mm. I wish you knew how to play Pong. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Let's start on a negative note. What were our <laughs> least favorite effects? <laughs> oh. Let's start in the shit and then go up from I, there. Honestly, yes. I think that is a perfect place to go and start. Why don't we go and talk about experience notes and then we'll move into games. So for me, this is my second PAX. I was overall underwhelmed. It seems like everything was less, and I know there's not as many AAA titles coming out this year. The displays were less, and they were replaced with exclusive lounge areas. The free stuff was less, which is disappointing for a hoarder like myself. (laughs) What would you call yourself? Hoarder. Oh, oh, that's not what I heard. Yeah, no, no, no. She's she's not insinuating she's a sleut or anything like that. Mmm, sleuts. <laughs> Continue. Made a Fallout 4 mod. <laughs> Amy is a class act. Mmm, 
Unlike those Fallout 4 mods. Mmm, sleuths. Sleuths everywhere. Also, ah. shout out to MXR Gaming, because I, I absolutely love that YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only just recently really? discovered the term sleuths in relation really? to Fallout. Here, oh, here's okay. here's the thing. Like I have heard that before, but I've never mm -hmm. had any sort of affinity towards using it for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. But he finally went and gave me an outlet for how that could be used in a funny way versus a derogatory way. So, so I'm now like, you, now you do have an affinity for sleuths, is what you're saying? Yes, yes, I love mm -hmm. them sleuths. <laughs> Amy, continue. What were you saying? <laughs> You're a hoarder? You're a bad person. <laughs> um, I just love free stuff. So, like, there was less swag. And then the swag that there was, you had to... It was very tit-for-tat, like, play our game. And I'm like, no, I just want to grab free hats off the table. Thank you very <laughs> okay, much. Okay, now, come on. Come on. <laughs> I expect at least to play their game to get free shit. It's just like... Last gotta... year, I got mouse pads for games I've still not yet played. Like, and hats. <laughs> For games that didn't come out, like mm -hmm. it's it's ex like last year, I definitely got my badges worth of free shit, and like I'm not very good at being at a certain place at a certain time. Like you have to be for a lot of these drawings. Dane, our Blue Ranger, won a video card again because he's good at like yeah Winning. again. He's Somehow he has a good. He's good at being lucky. I didn't know that was a skill, but I guess it is. <laughs> he's strategic. He enters all the things. Um, and there's like all these scanning spots where you can scan your badge and win shit. I won a, sh a shirt, which was fun. Yeah, you had to like play to win. Um, which was okay. Um, but yeah, like last year everyone was giving out pins. There were like statues for photos, large blow up toy, like blow up. Like there was a large blow up dog last year. For sure, there was so much less of that. And then a lot of the main developers, like Bethesda, was renting out the Hard Rock Cafe at a different site. There was so much off-site. PUBG had a truck. like. But then Facebook has this large-ass lounge. Facebook isn't even a gaming company. Well. Like, uh, Facebook just wants to put their finger in every pot or pie or whatever that fucking every expression hole. is. Every hole. Facebook, you salute. So <laughs> just like... I don't know. There was there was less, and and the fact that there were only so many games that people wanted to play, uh, the new Smash, Kingdom Hearts, the Resident Evil Two Remaster, uh, made it so hard to get into those games because there were only so many. The lines were just ridiculous, and they were capped. Uh, we got there as early as possible today, and Kingdom Hearts was already capped, so none of us got to play it. Every time we checked, it was capped. So, I, don't know. I mean, I can't really argue any of that. It was definitely less this year, but this is my fifth PAX now. And I will say, like a lot of anime conventions, it does kind of move in a cycle. There's good years and bad years. I won't say this is the worst time. It was definitely the worst in terms of free content. And it was definitely the worst that I've seen in terms of uh direction on the conventions part like amy said there was a lot of stuff that was going on off-site and that's always been a thing like all of the major hotels in the area their ballrooms are rented out by different companies square enix normally has uh big you know 
venue area that they'll go and have stuff set up in. And yeah, it's always a little bit different, but they're normally really good about going and showcasing where certain companies are going to be. This time around, it felt like a lot of the companies were trying to utilize packs without necessarily going and buying floor space. Like Bethesda has had event spaces at other hotels before. This is the first time that I've seen them where they've done that without having any showroom space, which I find to be really suspect considering that even looking through the guidebook, I didn't see anything that was really going calling to attention that they were at the Hard Rock Cafe or anything like that. It's like, is this one of the situations on where you have a company coming in and just going and utilizing another event in the area, uh, basically for free advertising? It's kind of what it felt like for a few of these guys. So either the guys that were running PAX had some general level of incompetence, not going and having everything marketed properly as to on where everything was going on, or there was some weird stuff going on. I will go and say, despite the fact that I don't really care about things like last year, uh, Bungie going and renting out the Paramount Theater, which is just down the street from the convention center. They did a huge spread on Destiny 2 last year. I mean, they had multiple days worth of content going on there, autograph sessions that they were going and hosting, video premieres, a whole bunch of stuff leading up to the launch of the game this year. There just wasn't anything like that that I was really aware of. And probably part of that's me just not being very good with social media and going and following these different companies and what they're doing. But I will say this was definitely the worst year that I've seen in terms of the convention itself, hyping events that were going on uh, as part of it in outside venues. So that was a little weird. But like Amy said, there's just not a lot of AAA games that are coming out this year. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just me getting old and noticing trends, but it seems like this is the way that it works when new consoles in particular are about to be launched. You know, you've seen stuff like the new cyberpunk game that's coming out from CD Projekt Red. Uh, that looks amazing, but it is very clearly next gen. We saw the teases at E3 about the Elder Scrolls Six, and uh, oh God, what was the what was the sci-fi game that they went and teased coming out? I can't remember the heck the name is for Bethesda. Um, all of these things, everybody's talking next generation at this point. We haven't seen anything from it. I think next year at E3, we're going to be seeing the PlayStation 5. We're going to be seeing um, Microsoft's next I Can't Count console. Because, yeah, Windows 7, 8, 10. <laughs> Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One X. That, it should be a palindrome. <laughs> Xbox X... I'm, I'm just waiting for them to come out with like the Xbox Four or something like that. It's just like, sure, whatever. Just... How about the Xbox? Fuck it. Yeah, but Fuck pretty it much. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the way I'm feeling, at least in terms of names. Although I will go and say I like Project Scarlet. If they called it the Xbox Scarlet, I'd actually probably be okay with that. It's like, hey, it's, it's not. Yeah, but they never project. they never call it the project name. No, never, never. Yeah. No, so. I'm just saying, if they were to call it that, it's just like, hey, it's as nonsensical as everything else you named your consoles. They may call it the Xbox 2, like T-W-O. Yeah, that would be interesting. Why would it be T-O-O or T-O? Why did you feel the need to clarify that? T-W-O. Not just a 2, but it would be a T-W-O. Once again, they don't oh, know Oh, okay, 2 things. as opposed to 2, <laughs> not 2 as opposed to 2 or 2. 
Yeah. Okay. Correct. But not like the letter, not like the number, like the what uh, with the basic. We already clarified too. that. The... Yes. Yeah, because it'd be like that, because that's how how the one is right now. I mean, I spoke with this gentleman in line who said this was his tenth pack, and that it was the worst one he had been to. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I can't see trends in two years, but that kind of to me confirms from an external source that it's not just a hunter feeling. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely one of the worst in a lot of respects, but I will say there were definitely some high points to it, but yeah, overall, the lack of real AAA appeal. I mean, when Capcom is coming out and going and having a lot more um, floor presence than a lot of other companies, I think that says a lot. Well, Capcom is coming out with something right soon. My mic is quiet? Your mic is really quiet. Is my mic really quiet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it better? Better, better. Bring it a little bit closer. Okay, now talk. You gotta talk. You gotta say something. You can't just suck on your mic like a whatever you're doing. Is this better? I thought it would be less disruptive if I just set it on over here, but it was more disruptive. I thought Am I could I come in and just set it. No, it's still no. quiet. Why is it still quiet? The fuck. Oh, wait a minute. Don't tell me. Oh, are you using your camera? Because I had that happen recently. Fucking I was like, that's weird. Google. Google. Every instance itself. Oh, God. God. You <laughs> <laughs> get it. You're loud. <laughs> better now? Yeah. Okay, now you can better away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, that explains it. So, also, um, Amy, Amy, every time you move, it like shakes your mic too. What really is it sounding bad? It's just like a lot of. Oh, I don't like that. I'm sorry, but I'm so wiggly. We gotta tie it's okay. You down. It's not that frequent. We need we need to tie you down. All right, so I'll just go and boost my audio when I'm going and talking because it was picking up off of this when I plugged in. To keep it from ah. going and shutting off, it went and defaulted back to this. Instead of that. You simple bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about sorry that. Sorry to interrupt your flow. You're, you're good. Um, you're good. And I know this is supposed to be like a no edit episode. No, no, it's okay. I can go and edit this stuff pretty quick. I'm sure you want to go to bed. <laughs> nah, I really don't. I, go I don't like my bed. Brianna's in it and she'll hit you. Yep. <laughs> Why? She's violent. Oh. She just night thrashes. Yep. Oh. I get she the steals the covers. Oh. She punches. Last night I packed oh. all over again. Mm -hmm. I don't do those things. She can sleep with me. Well, you should sleep with Rob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would be safer, safer to go and sleep with. Plus, I'm not sure we've ever actually shared a bed. I don't think we have, actually, no. Yeah. I really shared... He's just like very still and very like opposite side of the bed as you. He's very what? respectful of your boundaries as a woman, Rob. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I will not make my moves on you because I respect you too much. And as Cole will tell you, I just sleep like a corpse. Yeah, there you go. And we would both be good. one of the rangers who slept next to me. Sierra is not a good advocate because I like grope and love on her all the time. <laughs> like, always cuddle her she was like 
stroking my face last night and it was really relaxing. And I was like, I didn't want one of my face set. She did. It was just like, ah. and she's like, sorry if that was weird. I was like, no, touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a salute for affection. <laughs> <laughs> and Sierra's the best to hang out with because she like pets me all the time or like holds my hand walking places. And I'm like, yes, please touch me. <laughs> Uh, sorry okay we can talk about pack yeah. now no no it's it's good it's good yeah but i'm just i just love to hold hands and touch and cuddle and yeah she's, so she's great okay. for that yeah so oh, she's a good girl she is very very much so okay no but yeah it <sighs> the negatives of packs yeah no it there were a lot of problems, and I wouldn't call it a flat-out bad convention. I have had a lot worse. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in that direction. I will say there's definitely improvements to be made. But something I actually, with the exception of maybe some of the programming notes for off-site stuff, I can't say that there's a lot of things with the convention itself that I would necessarily say needed uh, massive improvements. I like the way that everything was laid out. The formatting was pretty solid on there. Didn't have to go and screw around with a lot of things going and hunting for this, that, or the other thing. I actually like the way that they moved some stuff around that would normally be on like main floor that ended up on the sixth floor instead. Extremely. So, uh, like Sanchi, for example, um, I've never really been. I've never really understood why it is that they would always just have this booth that sold merchandise just randomly in the middle of a whole bunch of game demos. And this time around, going and getting them up in the indie developer area, having them up there going and peddling stuff largely from uh, independently developed games, stuff that's more geared towards that kind of an audience, I thought was a good move uh, and something very sorely needed on there. Um. I even kind of like the way that, and this is both a criticism and something I liked, which is a weird thing, but hear me out on this. The way that they were going and spacing out between retailers and developers on the main floor was a great thing in the respect that it actually opened up some walking spaces and communal areas that weren't available before uh, to the main sales floor instead of having jam-packed games on top of games on top of games and there not being a lot of walking room and a lot of space to go and work with. What I don't like about that though, and I hope that this doesn't happen next year, it feels like those retailers were given a lot more real estate to work with because there wasn't a lot of the actual game developers that were using the space. That's a little disappointing because yes, there was a real shortage of games this time around. And that was one of the biggest disappointments was just the fact that there weren't a lot of games to go and draw people's attention. I will say there were some developers that were great with the number of units they had, number of monitors they had. There was a lot more terminals for people to be able to go and play certain games in, but the number of actual games themselves that were there was significantly less than what it had been even last year, which was still a down year from the previous. So that... That, once again, I go and blame on AAA developers just not doing a lot of stuff. I think we're in a weird cycle. Pokemon Go really did screw up a lot of things because people are going and looking for something they can go and do quick microtransactions with rather than going and making fully fleshed game experiences. 
Uh, we've seen pretty much everybody doing that. I'm hoping that trend dies soon. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. Do we have faith that human greed is going to trump creative pursuits? I, I think it's more of a question of will gamers as a whole go and change their perception on things. I mean, we've already seen the controversies with loot boxes and all that stuff. Is there an ultimate limit to this? I, I hope that we're going and getting to that point. Right, because no other medium thinks about how they can splice something up and sell it as individual pieces. I mean, we saw that with the Hobbit movie and everybody, you know, film cinephiles revolted against it. So I can't, game, gamers need to stand up against it because like you don't do that with other media. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where we stand on that anyway. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page with that, actually. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, things are things are just kind of in an awkward place. And I think that PAX kind of reflected that in a lot of respects, because I saw, and this is another thing that's both cool and not, saw a lot more mobile developers that were there. We saw a lot of things, especially in the indie showcase, where they were um, showcasing games that were designed for apps for steam uh which i think we all really like steam but at the same time it does still have her some of the same appeal that like the itunes app store or google play has in terms of ease of accessibility and that unfortunately means that a lot of junk ends up on there as well so that's a pro and a con all by itself on there um I don't know. Do we want to keep focusing on the negatives or do we want to talk about some of the good stuff? No, I think it's time for the positives. What did we like? What games should you guys check out? Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest, indies came strong this year. Um, I, once again, I can't say that there were as many of them as could go and fill the floor space, but there were a lot of indie games that just got me in a good place here. Uh, pretty much everything that I walked up to, with the exception of one game, actually went and gave me something that was surprisingly fun. Uh, whether it was simple and free to play, like Meow Wars, which, oh my god, what a way to waste five minutes with Meow Wars. Uh, free to play on, uh, on iTunes and uh, Android devices. And uh, if you're into Steam, it's like $5. It's a. Uh, Card game, beautiful art, uh, funny jokes. If you like cat puns, um, check it out. That was a real fun one for me. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm i just looking at this slate of cards that are in front of me right now, and like all of them are from indie developers, and I just wanted to plug them all. I have a favorite indie game. Um, I really liked... And this is going to make me sound like a perv. I really like Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, uh, but it's not what it sounds like. It's uh, It's exactly what it sounds like. No, wrong. <laughs> Don't kink shame me. Uh, it's uh, part dating sim and part dungeon crawler. So you go on dates with... Um, they, have, they have male, female, and non-binary weapons that you can go on dates with. And as you strengthen your relationship with this weapon, uh, they are actually... A better instrument for you to go through the dungeons with and you uh regain health with boba tea and bubble tea and uh and you get um you can use like spells and stuff it was just really fun and really cute and it kind of addressed the repetitive of both game the repetitive nature of both game genres so with a dating sim it's it's fun and it's engaging but where's the game you're just doing some reading and response 
Um, and with dungeon crawlers, they get repetitive also. So I just, I just really liked that it took two uh, very popular styles of gameplay and combined them. The art's amazing. The music is very reminiscent of Persona 5, very stylized pop. Uh, it's not a grinding dungeon crawler soundtrack that you're used to that just kind of is like, da -da 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 -da. you know, you don't need that extra music to create tension. It's already stressful to be in a dungeon crawler um, in bullet hell, as you put it. So I don't well, know. I, I really uh, like that dungeon one. Crawl and bullet hell are different. Likely to download. Sorry, what was that, Tyler? I said bullet hell and dungeon crawlers are different. Yep. Definitely different. <laughs> Yeah, not not gonna argue that. Uh, yeah, as far as uh, bullet hells are concerned, uh, let's talk about the Walking Vegetables Radical Edition, which is supposedly coming out fall 2019. Because once again, another indie game that you would never expect to go and hear from, and uh, <laughs> I just had fun going and blowing up vegetables uh, that had come to life and were trying to go and kill me. It's just a fun little 16-bit. <laughs> bullet hell walking through the city and uh just trying to go and survive so uh yeah love that uh that was a fun one uh i can't really say too much about it that one was definitely very early in the demo period on there so i can't say i have too much to comment on but it's definitely a game i'm looking forward to watching uh coming out next year hopefully maybe if it doesn't pull in amazing eternals <laughs> god rest ye soul amazing eternals the amazing characters that people will never get to fall in love with like from Overwatch. I really like the vegetable game. There was a lot of different um, characters. Like I really like the lemons would explode and do poison. So there was a lot of variety in their foes. They really thought about how to make these vegetables interesting as adversaries um, and how to relate their attacks to the vegetables, real life properties. So I don't know. It was really cute. Um, and I do hope to see it, it and, and, and it was, I don't know, it, that 16-bit style, because now obviously we're past 16-bit, that's not the limit of what we can do. Um, it's definitely a style choice. It kind of was reminiscent of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know. But that, that one's really cute. If you like dungeon crawlers and that genre, um, I would recommend it. Yeah, that's... It is kind of weird on how we're starting to hit a point now, it feels like, where gaming... <sighs> a trend that I haven't liked is that games are becoming more and more, it seems, about um, graphical capabilities, about capabilities of the system, pushing uh, your well, computer to its limits. We've talked about that. That's why, like, Nintendo is not that, and Nintendo is doing differently i guess yeah it, that's a great way of putting it and that actually rolls into exactly what i was going to say uh one of the big things that i noticed this year had to go and do with uh the switch in particular that get her that system is such a great uh user-friendly development user interface that a lot of indie developers now are actually bypassing entirely uh, Sony and Microsoft and are just going and developing for either App Store, uh, PC, or Switch interfaces on there. Because we saw a lot of games this year. I'd be willing to go and say probably two-thirds of the indie games that we were looking at had a Switch version either uh, available or in development 
immediately. Uh, like one game that uh, caught my interest, there was a uh, game that we saw a teaser for last year called Necrobarista, uh, which really caught my eye. And it was the first one I'd seen this being just a few months after the switch had come out. I mean, we didn't even know what the switch's name was going to be until you know really shortly before the console itself launched. Uh, and to go and see just God, what was it? Was it even five months later uh, going and seeing a game uh, that was coming out with a beautiful cell shading style and a really, I don't even know how to describe this game. Just this, it's a high concept title. Uh, from an indie developer and to see the switch, you know, coming soon to switch on there was just like, wow, that's, that's interesting. This year it was like, if it didn't have switch attached to it, I actually saw people that were just going and shutting off interest. It was weird. It was just weird watching that. Uh, whether it was, surprisingly, yeah. Oh, sorry. Not surprisingly, uh, the new Mario Party game definitely mm -hmm. utilizes all the functions of the Switch and really utilizes it to, to its full capacity. So that's really, I don't know. I've played Mario Party for a long time, and I understand, like, it, that's not surprising because it's a Nintendo game on a Nintendo system. Um, but I've been playing Mario Party since the GameCube, and I know some people have been playing it since the N64. Um, it was just really fun. Every mini game used the controller in a different way. There were there was a barrel racing one where you had to tilt the controller forward. There was one where you had a cube of meat and you had to sear each side by flipping a frying pan with your controller. Um, I was it was just really cool. And and the the mini games were varied in a way that used different skills. So I don't know. A little bit of a side tangent there, but the Switch is definitely. I can see if I were a game developer. It would be a really fun challenge to see how to incorporate those cute little controllers and like all the potential there is with the Switch. Yeah, no, totally agree there. No, I, this is such a weird one to go and talk about because, yeah, there was just so little in terms of the AAA developers that went and caught my attention. Like Square Enix came in big, which. I don't think it surprises anybody. They're always big at packs and they do a good job. Nintendo has never had the kind of floor presses that they had this year, which was fucking awesome. Uh, despite them not necessarily showing off a ton of games, but that was cool. But uh, Sony, most of their display was taken up by facade more than anything else. Microsoft right. was they were just trying to sell their merch. Sony. Pretty much. Oh, God. Yeah, they had yeah. a huge store this year, something I'd never seen from them. And as much as I love my new PlayStation coasters, um, got to say, not the most welcome thing for me personally anyway. Uh, although their yeah, New York Cityscape for Spider-Man was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was mostly clothing, too. It wasn't necessarily like gamer stuff. It was just clothes that had the Sony logo on it. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate, yeah, Nintendo does something that's rare, which is quality over quantity. Yeah. No, they did a great job with that. Like a lot of uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of companies just throw a bunch of shit out and hope some of it's like good. Nintendo is very calculated and it's like this will be good. And it, it's yeah. just nice. It's nice to see. No, they, they actually did impress me this year. Um, because they've never had a particularly huge presence at PAX. You know, they'll go and promote one game and then it's like that's pretty much it. This time they were still really promoting just one game, but uh, 
they were going and giving a lot more to uh especially fans of that console to that company um because smash brothers was massive like you just knew walking into the expo hall that smash brothers was the game to see there and uh I don't know how much more I can emphasize the 100-foot banner they had set up back there, fully backlit for everybody to see. Well, they needed it with all these awesome characters they're coming out with. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many, too many characters. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm just going to be hitting the random button every time. Yeah, yeah okay. that's, that's what I did. Random. That's what I did when I played it. <laughs> random heroes. <laughs> like a man. I got stuck with Little Mac, though, which I don't know how to play. He's, he has no recovery getting off the edges. So then nope. I switched to Kirby because I need all the recovery. <laughs> uh, Kirby's my main, though. <laughs> which still just blows my Kirby's mind. I wanted to figure for you. <laughs> really? You wouldn't figure me for a Kirby player? I want you inside me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and now it makes all the sense in the world. I have that shirt. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't it's, prepared. It's, it's, it's a pink shirt. It's got Kirby on it. And it says, I want you inside me. And then, yeah, and it's just like. I played as Kirby and I got a Ripley hat. Somebody was playing as Ripley and I had a little, like a little dinosaur hat. It was so cute. <laughs> I love Kirby. I've loved Kirby since Melee. Like, mm. he's so good. Sorry about everybody. I've down bead. Pour one out. <laughs> turning into a brick on every on everybody oh my god oh. i gotta be careful of that because it's actually pretty predictable and you can dodge out of the way pretty easy yeah i know but when you play against gamers that's something you think about if you play against like civilians I'm oh good. yeah no I play against my gamer friends and i'm like oh they actually know how to predict <laughs> yeah if you play against people, that's not good. Then it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. You're going to try and hit me off of here, but I'm going to recover every time. <laughs> so it takes even more to send me flying. And then I'm just, what yeah, done being. Mario Party looks fun. I don't have a Switch, but I really want to play Mario Party. So I almost I just bought a Switch. Mm-hmm. You should, and then we'll play Mario Party. Yes. <laughs> I think Yahoo. so. Yahoo! Here we go! <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising that Nintendo had good games. I was really sad. I only got to play one Square Enix title. I got to play Dragon's Quest Eleven. Yes, is that the name of the game? Yes. Um, and that was... Uh, I picked the wrong tutorial. They had a few options of places you could start and I started at the beginning of the game and it was just a lot of dialogue and riding on a horse uh my neighbor chose uh John the name you he chose uh, a boss battle which seemed a lot more interesting and complex but it's it's a standard turn-based combat JRPG um but it, it inspired a lot of other JRPGs and their mechanics so it looked really clean looked really polished if you're a fan of that genre um, but I am not, so I probably will pass. Um, and then I didn't get to play Kingdom Hearts. Everything was capped every day, of course. It was just so popular, and there was there weren't enough AAA titles to diffuse the popularity. Yeah. But honestly, people who are going to buy Kingdom Hearts know they're going to buy it, with, mm-hmm. whether they do or don't play the demo. It's going to play like a Kingdom Hearts game, you know? 
What else yeah. is there to say? I that pretty much covers it. Like I wasn't heartbroken by the fact that I wasn't able to play that. I wasn't heartbroken by the fact that I wasn't able to get in and play uh Spider-Man for PS4. It's like I'm getting Spider-Man in a few days, so that's not going to go and kill me. And Kingdom Hearts um oh, by the way, I uh, I need to look up the name of the person. Uh <laughs> We do at some point need to go and crown our winner for uh, who made the closest guess to how much I went and spent uh, at e- her after E3. Uh, oh, shit. Pre-reservations, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't forgotten about you. I just um, haven't logged into the email in a long time to go and actually pull up the name of the winner. So you will be contacted eventually. But somebody got damn close. Somebody was within about $20. Ooh. Meeting, cool. Did you email yourself? So, <laughs> did you did you spend a lot this con, this PAX, this expo? This is an expo, not a con. Yes, yes, this is an expo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big difference right there. Uh, can't say I really did. I mean, I did spend a decent bit of money because there were some good deals. I finally went and got uh, the keyboard that I've been going and looking for for a while. I haven't actually even hooked it up yet. Uh, Corsair had a great booth, so I got a lot of stuff so I can go and complete my system. Uh, I went and got their fans recently, and I go and use Vengeance RGB RAM on my computer, so uh, I'm IQ on pretty much everything now. Uh, everything about my soundbar has IQ built into it, so I um, my my computer glows white and orange in cycles mm-hmm. on there. <laughs> I got a shirt with pugs on it, dressed as Overwatch characters. So I'd say I did pretty well. <laughs> it is the most fucking adorable thing ever. It's the except Zenyatta's not on there. Nope. So. No, I was so sad because all my other friends' Overwatch cosplays are on there, but no Zen. I'll have to draw him on the tag. <laughs> He's on the inside. <laughs> Gotta lift the shirt up to see him. <laughs> How dare you! I'm okay with that. That's that's the proper way Zen needs it. He's a he's a monk. He's pure of heart. He's only in there because of your inner chakra. What the fuck? God. (laughs) God. (laughs) No, I it really is kind of sad though. I mean, normally I'm either going and buying some games or going and buying a lot of merch related to a game that I'm really into. And this time around, I just can't say that really ended up happening. Like I got this Steven universe shirt here. Cause you know, Greg's yeah. my man. So I, I got Mr. Universe on my chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mr. Universe all the way across one of his concerties. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I got a Aorus hoodie cause I've been looking for a comfortable hoodie to go and wear for a while and have not found something that went and fit my sensibilities. And then somebody just kind of ran into me the other day. I was just like, oh my God, this is soft. I need one. Need Are one. you just groping passerbys in line? No, I got, I was the one that got groped in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> what? I understand that they tell you to squish closer and stay within the line, but Rob, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in line. He just went and ran into me. They didn't get off for a minute. He tripped and you fell. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? Um, I want to run. <laughs> Go ahead. Just, just for your sick sense of humor, sure, I'll agree to that. <laughs> I want to rewind a bit. You mentioned that you had to clarify it's an expo, not a con. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was so much. There was not very much cosplay at all. You could be in a, like, I don't know. I would say one out of every hundred people is in cosplay. Is that about fair, Rob? Maybe one out of I, I don't even five. think that it, maybe one in 150. Even that's probably yeah. being generous. Yeah, no. I mean, they, there were some really spectacular cosplays. There was a lot of really cool armor. There were some people who had decided, I'm not going to play video games today. I'm just going to look good. Yeah, um, See, that's, the Overwatch that's the meetup thing. was refreshing. There was a lot of really cool Overwatch cosplay. Uh, I met this junk rat who is now my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Um, his abs. Sorry, you, sorry. You, I'm embarrassed. You cospolygamist. <laughs> <laughs> All the cosplay um, husbands. Oh my God, he was gorgeous. I love junk rat so much. Um, but. I'm really waiting for the oh, day. There's, there's also... just this creepy junk rat fan club for Amy. It's, it's gonna mm-hmm. be weird. It's gonna be weird. I may or may not have four junk rat husbands already locked in my boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> 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 no, but besides, even even if there hadn't been a beautiful junk rat. Ugh. She died. She, she, she just couldn't handle the thought of junk rat anymore. Yeah, she just she gone. Hey, everyone at the Overwatch meetup was very talented. There was a beautiful Brigitte. There were lots of divas, of course. Rant, rant, rant. So I don't know. I appreciated that there was a cosplay meetup, even though it's not a cosplay con necessarily. Uh, and that was good for me because I did some cosplay. Uh, But yeah, and then the cosplay etiquette was strange. People didn't really know to ask for pictures or how to ask for pictures. Um, I wore Skithatch from Fate, which is a mesh bodysuit with leather underwear on top. Uh, Hot. uh, I'd say. And I don't know. People just were very, like, awkward about it. Like, there was a lot of people very, very obviously, like, looking I'm like, well, like, I don't know. At an anime convention, people will look, but they'll ask you, like, oh, like, it, it, the etiquette is there on, like, to ask someone for a picture or to say hello, not just to do the whole up-down look. So, I don't know. That was, that was strange for me. Hey. I was like, can I help you? <laughs> that's definitely a culture difference between an expo and, like, a convention. There definitely has been more nurturing inside of the conventions for this kind of stuff. Uh Expos a little bit less so, I hate to say, but that's something we've been dealing with for a long time. There's definitely a distinct difference between the two of them. Uh, I will go and say, though, it is really jarring to go and see it, but I also think a lot of people, and I noticed this when you were in that costume, I think a lot of people were wondering, is this somebody that's in cosplay or is this like a booth babe promoting something? Here's the thing. Video game culture is very different. A lot of people that go there, I'll definitely say this is the most mature uh, convention expo, whatever you want to call it, that I think that we do in terms of the age of the general goers. I would definitely say it's closer to 30 than, say, 18. 
in terms of where most people go and settle. And I think a lot of people remember, and I'm, I don't know if Tyler, you're in on this because you're kind of in between that age set on there. Uh, but I think a lot of us remember a lot of the booth babe controversies that went on during the late 2000s and what ultimately has happened with, you know, the E3 response and all that. I don't know. I just, every time I saw somebody going and giving her a look as she was walking by, it seemed like more than a few people were going and asking each other. It's just like, is that, is this, this, or is this that? Like I saw a lot of people that just didn't understand her in that costume, which I thought was really interesting there by comparison to like the overwatch characters where I did go and see you getting approached a lot. You know, especially as Brigitte, I saw you being approached way more in that than you did as I cannot go and pronounce her name to save my life. <laughs> Skith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, it was just interesting or people, I don't know. I, it, yeah. The cosplay etiquette just isn't there. And then there just aren't very many cosplayers. Uh, our friend John as Solaris was was super popular. Oh yes, yes, Solaire from Dark Souls. The yeah. dude just. But but anyway, back to back to game recommendations. Praise the sun. <laughs> sorry, had to get it out there. Get it out of your system, bud. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. He's not here, and it's just it's infectious. It's just infectious. I just want to go and throw my arms to the side and just go and dance around like an idiot. Like the Rainbow Six Siege cosplayers, when he goes walking by, the arms just go out and they're all praising the sun and doing the stupid dance. And I'm like, how, how did this happen? How did we end up here? Does John have a cult? I'm, I'm starting to think that Mega McHugh has a cult. <laughs> see, see, even Amy's doing this right now. <laughs> she is praising the sun. The moon is out and she is praising the sun. <laughs> Take on me, take me on. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, back to game recommendations. Uh, like you asked. You got to break um, the glass of that one. <laughs> so what, what? We just got back from the convention. We're not in the best mental state. I'm going to be blunt on that. I know this is somewhat of a painful podcast for anybody listening, so I'm sorry for that. You're not getting to hear Tyler talk as much as normal, which you may be thankful for. You might not be. I'm not sure. I know where people stand on him. Oh, they know where I'm here. In the comments. <laughs> Good podcast, but why wasn't there more of the sexy one? <laughs> I miss Tyler's antics and quickie <laughs> remarks. Yes. Where are my Canadian facts? I'm supposed to go and use this as a medication tool. I got none right now. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. No, so well, uh, I. How does this sound? Uh, favorite game, least favorite game, game that surprised you. That sound good, Amy? Yes. All right, you start. No. Yes. Um, my favorite game, surprisingly, was oh, how do I pick one? Can I pick two? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. How does okay. this sound? Give us a top three. Top three. Oh, I don't know how I can pick three. Okay. I really liked Battle <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. 
we played it on the first day and it's a four player game where there are like walls that if you hit them a couple of times, they turn into spikes and there's different elements like fans, but you're playing as a balloon. You can be a kitty balloon or a chicken balloon or a fish balloon <laughs> and you fill up with air. And like, if you fill up with more air, you'll be more powerful and you try to bump your friends into the spikes while not getting in the spikes yourself. Just really fun. Like gang beasts kind of fun, you know, just silly trying to fuck up your friends, battle mode, couch player. Uh, it was just fun. It was really balanced. Um, uh, I always love Brawlhalla. Mm -hmm. um, that's not my top three, but I love Brawlhalla. Yeah. And it was cool to see him back. And I want that game to take off, so I'm saying it again. Brawlhalla, guys. Brawlhalla. <laughs> Brawlhalla, na, na, na. Um, I really liked Bless Unleashed, which is surprising because it's, it's like an MMO, but Skyrim style. So you get to experience the Skyrim style, but you don't have to be alone. You can play with your friends if you have any. Um, so I don't know. That, that one was really fun. Uh, there were a lot of different classes, which I enjoyed. Uh, the booth was really beautiful. They had videos. They had posters. They had visuals. Beautiful character design. Obvious motion capture for the movements of the characters. Fun dynamics. Satisfying combos. Um fun prizes at the booth that kind of drew me in. And then I was like, fuck, this is a good game. Okay. Yeah. She, I'm not joking here from the day that she played it. She insisted on going back at least once a day. Yeah. I played every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that they were definitely the most generous with swag and actually had decent swag. I just wanted to beat that boss like in a better time. Like I just wanted to do better than I had the time before. Like it was addicting. Yeah. The only con is currently it is only on Xbox and I'm not a Microsoft person. So hopefully it comes out on something else. Like um, Xbox exclusive. Obviously Smash and Mario Party were good. Temporarily at least. Because <laughs> yeah, like that could now. be a play anywhere. I asked though. them and they were like, it is not yet released on anything else. So yeah. I, I did get them to go and confirm that yes, there is a version for Windows that's in or that's in development, but they don't have it slated yet. And they are currently in negotiations with the other distributors to go and make the game available, but yeah, they're they're not willing to go and put anything on that versus Bless Unleashed right now. Uh, they are doing a closed beta. Um, I got a ton of beta keys. So um, first five people to go and email us go, or goes against a beta key. Yeah. They gave me uh, some too, but it's because I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, give this to your boyfriend and all of his buddies. <laughs> um. Yeah, Bless and Battaloon were kind of my favorite. I played a lot of stuff that was neat. Uh, my least favorite one was before before sundown, before sunrise, with Discord. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, that was terrible to play because it was a game of hide-and-seek, but you were hiding from yourself in equal parts as you were hiding from everyone else. It would work really well with... Um, with the, with, if you had your own screen, 
so you could see where you are, but I was just looking for myself the whole time. The whole game is like, which one am I? Where am I? So yeah. it's just, it just, it was an okay idea. And you were trying to shoot people, but I didn't know where I was the whole time, which is so frustrating. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a local multiplayer kind of guy. Like I love the ability to go and play online. Uh, Tyler and I, we've done a lot of Grand Theft Auto, Overwatch, um, some Sea of Thieves, all that kind of stuff. And the online connection is great because we can go and do that. But there are some games where you just want to be able to do it local multiplayer, like say a Mario Kart. This is a game that we were playing local multiplayer, and oh my god, was it a disaster because of that. Yeah. This is one of those few examples where it's just like, nope. Nope, I am done. Yeah. Just that that was actually painful. Don't get me wrong, I got a cool Wumpus pin, but that's that was about it. A game that I think will be underappreciated is Sonic Riders. Now, mm -hmm. don't just discount my opinion on this because y'all know I'm Sonic trash, not the DeviantArt kind. Uh, yes, gotta go and clarify that. I do. <laughs> um, but She's really not, by the way, folks. She's, she's not just saying that to go and get you to actually go and check out the Sonic property. She, she's not that kind of fan. She's totally one of those. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> uh... I love Sonic games, um, but I'm not attracted to any of the characters, and I don't enjoy watching right. them have relations. Oh, my God, stop. No, I'm kidding. I'm ah. kidding. I'm kidding. No, the weirdest to Ghost and Guests with her is the Dorkly videos, which if you haven't seen Dorkly Sonic stuff, you, you need to. It's I don't understand. Do so which, I don't know what that is. <laughs> which character do you find um, Sonic Riders seems really cool. Oh, is he talking? <laughs> Sorry, what what was that question there, Tyler? I, I was about to ask you which character she does find the sexiest. Okay, so what 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 character do you find the sexiest out of the Sonic team? No. <laughs> well, we all know no! what the we know what the answer is. What is the answer? You've been making your costume. Yeah. Rouge. Yeah, obviously. I mean, but she's just like an oversexualized bat. <laughs> character no we're not gonna have this conversation this is weird so it's silver no <laughs> oh my god silver Why do you hate me this way elise no <laughs> no um i want to talk about sonic riders it's mario kart it's sonic mario kart Mm -hmm. uh, which is such like it's an obvious thing of like <laughs> stealing something that is popular, but like there's this really cool team dynamic. You can drift off like every so if you've played Sonic Heroes, it's the same teams: Team uh, Hero Dark, Rose, and Chaotix. So I played as Amy. Uh, I could drift off the the Chaos, and I could drift off of Big the Cat. So that was kind of neat to be able to drift, and you can also. If you have an item box, you can give your item to another player and it'll give them a better item. So you're always working with two CPUs to get ahead. I don't know. It was it was just like it's a neat idea that's not going to be appreciated because it's in a Sonic game. Didn't she? That's all I, I mean, you know, wait, did we, did tell, tell, tell her about Sonic All-Star Racing. Sonic All-Star Racing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play that, so <laughs> me as a Sonic fan didn't play that. That was I don't know was, who did. So I played oh, that. You played that? I played no. Sonic All-Star Racing. That was Mario Kart version of Sonic, and they had other characters in there, too. It was more like Sega 
all-star racers, but they put Sonic's name on it and then they put like Sega characters in there. Who is the sexiest Sonic character? Oh, well, you know I'm edgy, so I'm, I'm gonna say knows. Tails. Tails <laughs> Tails is an edgy motherfucker. Well, I got Tails. I liked OG Knuckles. Uh Shadow's pretty cool. I I understand where Rob comes with silver because he's time traveling and time travelers are always sexy. No. No. Oh, that, okay. Then correct me. Who who is the sexiest then? No, I'm not. I'm just saying time travelers aren't always sexy. Time travelers are normally sexy. What time traveler is not sexy? The guy from the time machine. Which oh. Version? The movie. Which one? The new. Probably the newest one. Yeah, like the one from two thousand four or yeah, two thousand four. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was just like yeah. a second ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was know. pretty hot. Probably Eggman. Yeah, <laughs> that squishy eggy body. No, Doctor Robotnik, who then had some weird deformity. Eggman. Oh God! Oh, I just thought about with the speedo. Why? Why am I seeing him as Borat? No, no. Rob loves it. Just one more service we provide. Seeing Eggman in a Borat Speedo. Mental images provided by Soccer Rangers. A podcast. Turbo. Turbo! <laughs> Turbo! Oh. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I played that on day one because I'm like, Sega! <laughs> or more like, Sega, but it, it was really fun. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it okay, but just like Sonic Forces, I'll play it at PAX and then not buy it because, yeah. Rob played more game. Rob Rob's better at remembering game titles, so I'm gonna let him best and worst it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm just one of those guys that goes and picks up cards from anything that I like and dislike so I can go and remember them. And uh, I, I actually want to go and start with dislike because there's actually a game there and it's in the indie mega booth area, which normally is, you know, kind of a hand selected best of the best situation, regardless of whether or not it has a publisher or anything like that it might just be something that's still in development or something like that. Um, there's a game called Get in the Car Loser. And it is... It's everything I hate <laughs> in media right now that I actually would go and say was a pass. Because at least the other games that I saw that I wasn't as into, I saw an audience for them. There was definitely a lot of creativity this year. And I'm glad to go and say from the number of games that I played... I found very little that I was flat out not interested in. And even the stuff that I wasn't interested in was good. That was the one that got me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have to go and throw that one out there just because there was nothing original. And honestly, I just hated the attitude of everybody that was at that booth. They were all just really mean. And yeah, like... Uh, didn't really seem to actually appreciate the fact that somebody was asking about their game. Like nobody was at this booth every time I walked by it. And I totally understood why afterwards, but it, it was the weirdest thing. Cause right next to it was one of my top three, 
which was mowing and throwing. Which <laughs> just sounds fun by itself, is the name of this thing. And it's basically a uh, head-to-head local multiplayer gnome lawnmower game where a team of two is going up against another team of two to go and mow the most lawn. It's almost like Splatoon, but with gnomes. That's the best way I can go and describe it. It is fun. It is charming. It is energetic. And there's a weird amount of strategy that goes along with it. Tons of maps. It's available now on Steam. Um, I will go and say, I think a little bit more expensive than it probably deserves, but uh, it's $20 regularly. Uh, they had it on sale at 50% off today. I don't know if it still is on Steam right now at $10, but uh, I actually did go and buy this right off of my phone while I was there because I was so into this idea. It's fun, it's simple, it's dumb, and I loved it. It definitely one of the best games there. And it was right next to the only thing I really didn't think was worth it. Um, number two on the list is definitely Bless Unleashed. Everything that Amy said. Real quick about mowing and throwing. Yeah. Uh, Rob's fiance is not a gamer. Mm-hmm. And she came up to me super excited about this game. So I really like that Rob, who's been playing games for years, can enjoy it. And somebody who's only been playing games for about a year can enjoy it and, and find, find you know, yeah. have it challenging, but not too challenging. So I don't know. I, I think that's worth mentioning that it is accessible to not hardcore gamers. Yeah, no, that, that was great. And even just the presentation, I mean, it was such a humble thing because, and I think part of this was thematic, part of this was just them going and, being as cheap as possible in a lot of respects. Uh, this is done by House Pixel Games. Their entire presentation was literally just a table, a screen, and Coleman lawn chairs. Just outdoor lawn chairs. I love it. <laughs> it was both the best and most immersive thing in the entire convention and the cheesiest and cheapest thing in the entire convention. I love these guys. I, I cannot give them enough good press. I, I wish I could go and say something more about these guys that was really revolutionary and groundbreaking, but no, they're just, they're just great. They're just great. You know what? I'm actually going to link uh, to the Steam store for this game because this is seriously one of my favorites of the entire convention. We should link to everything. Oh, but I mean, I'm going to link to everything except for that one game. <laughs> we should link to them too. Yeah, you're right. I probably should. Let people decide for themselves if the game ever actually comes out. <laughs> But uh, that, that's another thing. Um, How often do you see games not come out from packs? Rather often. Unfortunately, a lot of the games that we get showcased, and this is becoming a little bit different because of things like Steam and their Greenlight program, early access, whatever you want to go and call this stuff. Uh, there's definitely a lot more tech demos that are getting put out there uh, masquerading as games that we're finally going and seeing uh or finally getting to see the light of day, but not necessarily always coming out. I mean, Amy and I have talked at length about the amazing Eternals. I fucking loved it. I wanted it. I still have the founders pack card in front of my desk. It just, it may never leave because I love it so much and it will never come out. And that one had a huge booth about it last year. Like, it, it had one of the most impressive booth designs um, because the 
it was immersive, but it didn't take up space with big ass displays that didn't help the line move along. So it had a huge sign, which drew you in. It had hats, which is swag, which I appreciate. Uh, and the hat had the name on it. A lot of people had swag that didn't have the game's name on it. If you give me a bunch of stickers with random ass characters on it, I don't know. I have no way of remembering or bringing that back or linking it back to you. Or just like a pin with an insignia on it. That doesn't help me remember. It doesn't jog my memory. Um, I got a patch this year from a game. I have, still have no idea what the hell it's for. Yeah, it's just... Uh, so you need to put your name on it. Like, I know it's cheesy to put text on things, but do it. Uh, you're spending a bunch of money on giving shit away. Uh, and it was all very, like, 70s-themed. And the, uh, the computers were uh, in these old TV skins. Like, it just looked like an awesome build anyway. And everything was super, like, immersive. And it was all 70s-themed. And all these characters were great. Uh, I played this like Neptune Aquawoman looking lady and she was like a healer and she used healing waters. There was this tree guy. I, and then it just, it just went away. It's not going to happen. So that was just really disappointing. Yeah. And this was from a top tier publisher. I mean, digital extremes has made a name for themselves with, uh, Oh God, the name is escaping me now. Warframe. There we go. I mean, that's available on pretty much every console, every PC format. I mean, it's on Mac and Linux, for God's sakes. Um, they've got it everywhere. So this is not a publisher that doesn't know how to do things. This is just their attempt at going and doing a hero shooter. And it actually did offer something different, and they just quietly brushed it under the rug. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But yeah, that's happened every year that I've been at PAX. There's been some game that I was really into and really excited for that just never came out. That's the only one I can think of from a major publisher, but it's weird seeing that happen where something could catch so much attention and get so much good hype and then just not come out. Um, I don't know. That one I can think of is they, they drastically changed Warframe cut a bit. So I could assume that maybe that caused them to not work on that. Possibly. I, I don't know. It just, it felt so good and so polished even from what we were playing. Hmm. So it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. And they even had an in-game currency system that was live and active in the betas, which is like, you, you have a way of taking monetary, uh, or going and uh, doing monetary transactions inside of a beta of the game. That tells me you're pretty far along, and they just decide, eh, we're not even going to try to compete in the market. It's, it's weird. Hmm. It's just weird. I don't know, that... <laughs> That one, that one, I could talk about for days. Like there is maybe so it's much conspiracy. Maybe you need to do some more digging. I maybe I do. I don't know. Oh, um, but yeah, that the there was that. Um, okay, I can try and get my frame right there. We, there we go. Okay, yeah. So going going back to uh, my favorite games. Um, I know I've said this a few times, but bless and least, Amy went and pretty much said everything I love about it. It's just a really fun concept. I love the demo. And I like the fact that, and I haven't seen this before in this kind of game, but the combo intensive nature of it worked really well in this almost Skyrim style setting. It looked good. 
everything was rendered nicely. All of the game or all the character classes actually felt different. Something that I generally complain about with a lot of uh, multiplayer games like that. It's like, oh, well, this this basically just feels like this one over here, just with less health, or this one feels like this, except for it's a little bit faster. The Ranger felt different than the Berserker, felt different than the Defender. Everything was just unique. It felt gratifying. I loved getting a chance to go and do stuff, including doing the Ranger class twice, because I played as many times as Amy did. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool getting to try different ways of doing things and actually being able to go and feel more accomplished every time I played it because I was learning different ways of handling things. I love that. I love the swag they were going given out. That shouldn't have any bearing on the game itself. But I love the fact that when you finished the demo, they went and actually showed you what the prize was you were going to get whether it was a deck of playing cards or a fuzzy hat, a flask, a t-shirt. They put a lot of effort into that. And that was, at least in my mind, the definition of a perfect booth. Because they went and had a monitor on one side that was just constantly going and looping the same video, basically giving you an idea of what the world is like, telling you about what's on the inside. And about 30 monitors that they had set up across the entire space. So this was one that we were able to go and get into under 30 minutes every time, even when it was wrapped around itself. This one had a great turnover rate. It was really reasonable demo. And it got me hyped for a game that will actually get me to pull out my Xbox again. That is an accomplishment by itself. Rob will actually hook up his Xbox One. He will hook up his X-Bone again. So you're saying the best thing from PAX was Blessed Unleashed? That's kind of the way I feel. There actually is one game that I liked more. But I will go and say for the general audience, I think that that was actually my favorite. This is... I hope that this is one of those things that just gains more attention and becomes a legitimate release because it's a free-to-play. Yeah, which normally. Yeah, which normally doesn't work very well. I mean, that's normally something that's like, okay, I'm going to get some people off of this, but it's almost guaranteed not to go and get uh, the same kind of attention as a lot of other things. But this one was actually good enough by itself that it's like, they could charge for this. I actually would be willing to go and throw money out at this just because of the demo that I went and played. Well, I'm trying to think of like, if it's free to play, what is there that it's going to cost? Because you don't, you don't, there's always a, monetary value somewhere in the free to play and normally it's just like uh, advancing your levels somehow or and then becomes play to win which is kind of can very easily kill a game and that's so, the one thing I wasn't able to get an answer out of them on when I was going and asking about this it's like are you guys going to go and have some sort of an in-game purchase system it's like and their answer was very ambiguous it's we're trying something a little different we're not really willing to show off yet it's like what the hell does that mean? Hmm. So I don't know. They might have the best idea ever going into this, but I don't know what the hell it is, but I'm willing to give it a chance. And we got beta keys. (laughs) (laughs) A billion of them. (laughs) Praise the sun. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And uh, I'll go and round this out with a game that uh, hopefully comes out very soon. 
I'm sorry. Before you have your big reveal, Soul Calibur Six. <laughs> Soul Calibur Six was awesome. They had cosplayers at their booth. They had replica props from the game. I mean, uh, they're bringing back all the characters you want to see. They're bringing back Talum. They're bringing back Talum. They're bringing back Shangwa. They're bringing back Yoda. No. no, no, they're not going and pulling a Smash Ultimate and bringing back all the characters that are licensed from somewhere else. They're bringing The Witcher in. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's going to play cool. as yeah. yes. Uh, also, real quick before you do your reveal, because I feel like this is the end of the review. I met Video Game Donkey. <laughs> not even close, baby. <laughs> oh boy, I'm a millionaire. Sorry, I can't do impersonations, but I met Donkey. Okay, okay. Rob's number one game. Sorry for that interruption. <laughs> and my favorite game of PAX 2018 was Amy wetting herself in the elevator after meeting Dunky. Dunky <laughs> <laughs> no. Simulator 2018 was the best game I have ever played. Oh, Super Smash Brothers 2. Game of the year. <laughs> Every year in a row. <laughs> oh my god! It, I, th this is definitely the most painful podcast we've done in a long time. But um, yep. that was a great yep. moment. There were a lot of great games. I loved getting a chance to go and play the new My Hero game. Uh, Jump Force looks as gorgeous as I could have expected, and actually plays well. But uh, the game Blood Roots, which is another thing from the uh, Indie Mega Booth totally caught my attention it's an isometric uh hack and slash game every strike is an instant kill but that includes you and your enemies certain weapons only have one hit some of them go and have up to three you can go and punch with your fists there's timing bonuses this was a game that i died in a lot because it is hard but it is fun as heck the sound design is great the visual styling behind it is great uh blood roots is my favorite game of pax 2018 and i hope it actually comes out i don't want this to be another amazing eternals this is a game that i want to play right now and i have absolutely no idea what it's really about there's uh, a guy with a wolf pelt on his head and he has a nightmare and the next thing I know I'm going and chopping guys in half with an axe. It was just fun. Fun, 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 fun. That's all I got. Pax 2K18, baby! No, really, though, it's... It wasn't the best packs. I'd say it was definitely the second worst one that I've been to. Was it bad overall? I wouldn't say that. But I do think it says a lot that most of the games that I would go and recommend were all indie development titles. Yeah, well, Smash Brothers looks absolutely amazing. Obviously, I'm going to be playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, Dragon A or sorry, Dragon Quest looked good. Uh, but yeah, there just wasn't a lot of a lot. And even a lot of the games that are coming out later this year that I would have expected to go and see something from just weren't there. Like, I don't know where the hell Fallout 76 was, but 
<laughs> well, probably at the they Bethesda. They had a photo booth. That's way better than a playable demo. Totally better a, than a playable demo. A photo booth with party hats. Yeah. And a green screen that took out half of my Samus Zero suit. Yeah. But not in a way that sounds exciting. No. Nope. <laughs> Just making it a background. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. I don't know. I got nothing else. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm tired. We're going to link all these games. We'll probably remember more as the week progresses and bring it up next week with Cole and everything. Uh, even if the topic is something totally different. But um, yeah, PAX was fun. Glad I went. Glad to be going with a working gaming PC. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, found a few games you're going to be going and bringing home with you. <laughs> yes. So, okay, that's that. And yep. the cat's a cat. Yep. Yes, cats are cats. And you know what else are cats? Kittens. Kittens are also cats. But that doesn't have anything to do with us. So thank you very much, everybody, especially you non-cat people, for going and listening to us this week on Turbo, a soccer Rangers podcast, no matter how cringy it is, no matter and how odd and awkward it can be with us going on maybe five hours of sleep collectively between the two of us. I don't know how many hours of sleep Tyler has had, but obviously you can go and tell he's not that connected to this because he had better things to do than go and, you know, throw his life away at a video I game. I worked on oh. cosplay all weekend. Yeah, he did something constructive. Uh... But nonetheless, I digress. Thank you so much for listening. The dabs that Amy is pulling right now are for you, the listeners, for going and following us on places like iTunes and Google Play Music Podcasts, which is still the longest title I've ever heard for a service that I don't think anybody is even fully aware of. <laughs> Thank you for going and following us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I don't even know why we have a Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why we do a lot of things, but we do it for you, the fans. And just thank you so much for listening to us. Come back next week and go and check out what we've got going on. Hopefully, most of us will have a little bit more sleep and we'll be able to entertain you the way that you expect. Hopefully, we'll have some Canadian facts for you. Be able to go and... I don't know, Tyler, what's that thing you go and say when people should uh, have a drink? Uh, enjoy a beverage. For some reason, no. it doesn't sound right to me. No, no. Did you know in Canada, <laughs> uh, we call a schooner a uh, is a liter of beer, where in uh, Australia, a schooner is actually half a liter of beer. I had <laughs> no idea. And you know what that means, people. Take a drink. That end, go and close your applications. We are done. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Turbo updating every Monday. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. That was horrible.